Chapter 1. Joseph. Part 3 of The Legends of the Jews, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jonathan Trachtenberg. The Legends of the Jews, Volume 2, by Rabbi Louis Ginsburg. Joseph's Three Masters. As a rule, the only merchandise with which the Ishmaelites loaded their camels was pitch and the skins of beasts. By a providential dispensation, they carried bags of perfumery this time, instead of their usual ill-smelling freight, that sweet fragrance might be wafted to Joseph on his journey to Egypt. These aromatic substances were well suited to Joseph, whose body emitted a pleasant smell, so agreeable and pervasive that the road along which he travelled was redolent thereof, and on his arrival in Egypt the perfume from his body spread over the whole land, and the royal princesses, following the sweet scent to trace its source, reached the place in which Joseph was. Even after his death the same fragrance was spread abroad by his bones, enabling Moses to distinguish Joseph's remains from all others, and keep the oath of the children of Israel to inter them in the holy land. When Joseph learned that the Ishmaelites were carrying him to Egypt, he began to weep bitterly at the thought of being removed so far from Canaan and from his father. One of the Ishmaelites noticed Joseph's weeping and crying, and thinking that he found riding uncomfortable, he lifted him from the back of the camel and permitted him to walk on foot. But Joseph continued to weep and sob, crying incessantly, O oh, father, father, another one of the caravan, tired of his lamentations, beat him, causing only the more tears and wails, until the youth, exhausted by his grief, was unable to move on. Now all the Ishmaelites in the company dealt out blows to him. They treated him with relentless cruelty, and tried to silence him by threats. God saw Joseph's distress, and he sent darkness and terror upon the Ishmaelites, and their hands grew rigid when they raised them to inflict a blow. Astonished, they asked themselves why God did thus unto them upon the road. They did not know that it was for the sake of Joseph. The journey was continued until they came to Ephrath, the place of Rachel's sepulchre. Joseph hastened to his mother's grave, and throwing himself across it, he groaned and cried, saying, O oh, mother, mother, that didst bear me, arise, come forth, and see how thy son hath been sold into slavery, with none to take pity upon him. Arise, see thy son, and weep with me over my misfortune, and observe the heartlessness of my brethren. Awake, O oh mother, rouse thyself from thy sleep, rise up and prepare for the conflict with my brethren, who stripped me even of my shirt, and sold me as a slave to merchantmen, who in turn sold me to others, and without mercy they tore me away from my father. Arise, accuse my brethren before God, and see whom he will justify in the judgment, and whom he will find guilty. Arise, O mother, awake from thy sleep, see how my father is with me in his soul and in his spirit, and comfort him and ease his heavy heart. Joseph wept and cried upon the grave of his mother, until, weary from grief, he lay immovable as a stone. Then he heard a voice heavy with tears speak to him from the depths, saying, 
my son joseph my son i heard thy complaints and thy groans i saw thy tears and i knew thy misery my son i am grieved for thy sake and thy affliction is added to the burden of my affliction but my son joseph put thy trust in god and wait upon him fear not for the lord is with thee and he will deliver thee from all evil go down into egypt with thy masters my son fear not for the lord is with thee o my son this and much more like unto it did the voice utter and then it was silent joseph listened in great amazement at first and then he broke out in renewed tears angered thereby one of the ishmaelites drove him from his mother's grave with kicks and curses then joseph entreated his masters to take him back to his father who would give them great riches as a reward but they said why thou art a slave how canst thou know where thy father is if thou hadst had a free man as a father thou wouldst not have been sold twice for a petty sum and then their fury against him increased they beat him and maltreated him and he wept bitter tears now god looked upon the distress of joseph and he sent darkness to enshroud the land once more a storm raged the lightning flashed and from the thunderbolts the whole earth trembled and the ishmaelites lost their way in their terror the beasts and the camels stood still and beat them as their drivers would they refused to budge from the spot but crouched down upon the ground then the ishmaelites spake to one another and said why hath god brought this upon us what are our sins what are trespasses that such things befall us one of them said to the others peradventure this hath come upon us by reason of the sin which we have committed against this slave let us beg him earnestly to grant us forgiveness and if then god will take pity and let these storms pass away from us we shall know that we suffered harm on account of the injury we inflicted upon this slave the ishmaelites did according to these words and they said unto joseph we have sinned against god and against thee pray to thy god and entreat him to take this death plague from us for we acknowledge that we have sinned against him joseph fulfilled their wish and god hearkened to his petition and the storm was assuaged all around became calm the beasts arose from their recumbent position and the caravan could proceed upon its way now the ishmaelites saw plainly that all their trouble had come upon them for the sake of joseph and they spoke one to another saying we know now that all this evil hath happened to us on account of this poor fellow and wherefore should we bring death upon ourselves by our own doings let us take counsel together what is to be done with the slave one of them advised that joseph's wish be fulfilled and he be taken back to his father then they would be sure of receiving the money they had paid out for him this plan was rejected because they had accomplished a great part of their journey and they were not inclined to retrace their steps they therefore resolved upon carrying joseph to egypt and selling him there they would rid themselves of him in this way and also receive a great price for him they continued their journey as far as the borders of egypt and there they met four men descendants of medan the son of abraham and to these they sold joseph for five shekels the two companies the ishmaelites and the medanites arrived in egypt upon the same day the latter hearing that potiphar an officer of pharaoh the captain of the guard was seeking a good slave repaired to him at once to try to dispose of joseph to him 
Potiphar was willing to pay as much as four hundred pieces of silver, for, high as the price was, it did not seem too great for a slave that pleased him as much as Joseph. However, he made a condition. He said to the Medanites, I will pay you the price demanded, but you must bring to me the person that sold the slave to you, that I may be in a position to find out all about him. For the youth seems to me to be neither a slave nor the son of a slave. He appears to be of noble blood. I must convince myself that he was not stolen. The Medanites brought the Ishmaelites to Potiphar, and they testified that Joseph was a slave, that they had owned him, and had sold him to the Medanites. Potiphar rested satisfied with this report, paid the price asked for Joseph, and the Medanites and the Ishmaelites went their way. End of chapter 1, part 3